Welcome back to the GOAT District. Um, back here with my man, Dan Williamson, the overhyped sleeper. We had an awesome talk with Mike Shope on Monday. And Dan, now we're sitting down with a, with a GOAT District regular, uh, Chris Picaro of The Athletic and the NFFC Hall of Fame. How you guys doing today? Oh, Fantastic. Great, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, the stress of the uh, regular season is over, and we can have some fun with these playoff contests now, guys. Exactly. I'm fired up for today, fellas. Let's get after it. You know the Pope listens Dynasty our religion Fought the blokes missing On all of these trades On all of these plays On all of these grades By the end of the day Y'all getting played So what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex Send the homie a text That trash offers the best You try to make it complex Then they text you back Now all of a sudden They don't make any sense <laughs> Broaden your horizons boy Dynasty's not for the Simons boy these trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T district, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the... And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Fish. So we've had Chris in the in the GOAT district many times at this point. All the shows have just been fantastic. Uh, but this one's a little fun. Like Chris mentioned, this is uh, any way you want to look at it, the postseason contests are awesome. We all love playoff football. Playoff football is kind of like if you're an NFL fan, if you're a fantasy football fan, uh, this is like the best time of the year. You also have the fact that if you had a very successful fantasy season, maybe you're riding some of that money on the postseason contest. If the season wasn't so successful, hey, fellas, 150K sounds like a, a pretty nice bailout. Um, although Dan and I already chopped it up. Chris is, Chris is getting his, uh, his 50K out of his <laughs> today. Um, but Dan and I will chop it up with, with JD and Andrew. So, so we get a little less of a cup, but it'll still be good. Dan, you've played this contest for, for how many years now? I, I've just played it for two years now. This was one I kind of came late to. So, uh, you know, I... First year, I was definitely feeling my way through it. Last year, um, you know, I think I had a better idea of what I was doing. I just, I didn't get my brackets right, you know, as far as like what I thought was going to happen in the playoffs. So, you know, if you if you miss that, you're going to miss it is pretty much the way it works. Yeah, and Chris, the, the NFFC, you've had tremendous success over the years. The postseason hold'em is a, is a unique contest that they run. How long have you been participating in it? Um, and have you had any close, close uh, runs with, with the top of the, the leaderboard? Yeah, since day one, guys, I've been playing since the first year uh, the contest was created. And like you guys said, it's fun to, uh, you know, once the stress of the regular season is in the rearview mirror, you know, we all love the NFL playoffs. It gives us more skin in the game here, fantasy-wise, to, you know, strategize this contest. And uh, I love it. it. It really is a lot of strategy that goes behind this. We'll get into this uh, over the next hour. Uh, it's fun, and uh, and I enjoy it, uh, and I've been playing it since day one. And uh, I believe one time I got a top ten finish, but other than that, middle of the road. It's you know it is a tough contest to to win. Yeah, and it seems like the sort of contest where 
you can really, really cover up a lot of ground in that final Super Bowl weekend and also the AFC Championship and NFC Championship. So um, I think it kind of differentiates itself in the fact that it's strategy every single week. Uh, whereas, you know, if you're if you're if you're drafting, um, you know, DFS best ball or maybe one of the other high stakes contests, it's just different from this one. This, I feel like, is a real game theory. Um, you know, you have ownership percentages, but you also have, you know, how am I doing the next round? Uh, Dan, is there anything that kind of jumps out to you um, in terms of the uniqueness of the structure? Yeah. So um, sorry, I just had camera problems because I Dan is, is, that a, that, is that a younger picture of Dan when he was younger is yes that, yes that's it is uh, that what that it's, is uh, Gar- Gardner Minshew uh, Gardner Minshew is actually actually uh actually Dan's uh Dan's little brother you didn't know that there there we go yes yes that's that's exactly it so let me let me fix up my camera here and uh then we should be good to go all right so much better so anyway yeah I, th- I think there's um you know, there's a few ways you can go about this contest, but, the, you know, I think before we get into that, Theo, let's just kind of like yeah. cover the contest basics and, and what it is that you're trying to do, um, how it works. And so, you know, the people have a little bit more, um, you know, base to go off of if they've never really played sure. this contest before. Sure, no, a- absolutely. So I think that the, we have a lot of listeners who also play the FFPC contest. I think that the, the, the one of the main differences that jumps out to me is the tight end position is kind of minimized in this contest. Um, you're, you're starting out week one with two QBs, three running backs, four flex positions, a wide receiver tight end, uh, a defense, a kicker. And I think I'm missing one. No, that's that that covers it. Guys. Theo, so basically, it, it, Theo th- four uh, wide receiver slash tight end spots, not flex spots. Oh, excuse one me, flex. wide receiver slash tight end yeah, spots. One flex. Spoke on that. Yeah, one um, flex. So basically, the, the first week, you can have one player per team. The second weeks, you can have two players per team. The third week, obviously, three players per team. And when you get to the fourth week, the Super Bowl, uh, you can have four players per team. So the difference, the other huge difference in this contest is the NFFC has a multiplier. So basically, the person that you start week one is a 1x. So you get the points are pretty cut and dry week one. If you start Stephon Diggs in week one and he has 25 points, you have 25 points from it. The uniqueness of the NFFC comes from the multiplier in the following weeks. So if I started Stephon Diggs in week one, he has 25 points, and he follows up with 20 points in week two, you don't get 20, you get 40. Then the multiplier continues throughout you know, the NFC, AFC championship week and onto the Super Bowl, uh, where you can have a 4X in the Super Bowl. So years, years past... You've had major swings in this contest based on the Super Bowl itself because the chance to start four guys um, where you one of them is a 4X is is definitely a, a massive, massive advantage. Um, am I missing anything here, guys, in terms of the, the overall strategy, or is that pretty cut and dry? I think that's pretty cut and dried. I think the, the other main thing I'd mention is that you can swap out players, you know, like as much as you want, basically. Um, though obviously you don't want to do too much swapping of players because you're going back to a one X anytime you swap a player. But, you know, like if, uh, you know, like if your player gets injured, you know, if, if Diggs makes it through two rounds and then he gets injured in the, you know, late in the second game and the bills are still alive for the, you know, 
the championship week, uh, you can swap out digs and you can swap in somebody else. Uh, you know, so you, you have ways to go about that. And also, you know, like any players that got knocked out for any other reason, you can swap those out. But, um, you know, pretty clearly with the, with the multipliers um, consistently adding up, you never want to be swapping out players unless it's just an absolute must. Yeah, no, for sure. And Chris, anything to share on basically the, the strategy itself, if anything that you, you see? Uh, strategy wise, I mean, I think most of us start at the top with the quarterbacks that we want to see meet up in the Super Bowl. Uh, and a lot of people go uh, a lot of different ways in this contest. I like to split my two quarterbacks between, like I said, the AFC quarterback that I expect to make the Super Bowl and the NFC quarterback uh, that I expect to make the Super Bowl. Because it's nice to hit 4X and 4X from your quarterback, especially in the NFFC scoring when you get to that Super Bowl game and then you have, you know, picked underneath that the right three X wide receiver or running back to go along with it, so on and so forth. But, you know, a lot of people do it other ways, guys, you know, you'll see, uh, you know, some guys go uh, two AFC quarterbacks in the beginning. And another strategy we can get into now is, you know, something I've talked about in recent years is, you know, one quarterback that you expect uh, to make the Super Bowl right from the start and then getting a quarterback here on opening weekend that you expect to lose, okay, or, and that you can see, like, having a good game. I'll just throw out a Daniel Jones, uh, you know, if you expect the Vikings to win, but Daniel Jones to have a nice 30, 35-point fantasy game, you could stick him in the opposite NFC um, slot, take his points, knowing that you're going to get rid of him, hopefully, bounce him out, and then replace him with just, say, you know, a uh, uh, Jalen Hurts. So now you have your AFC quarterback, your NFC quarterback, 4X, 3X, but you already banked the quarterback points. That allows you to get in a stud position player from, uh, you know, one of those teams to start off with. So a lot of strategy. That's and, pretty much the main, uh, you know, the, and, the main and way Chris, I look at maybe, that. Chris, maybe talk about just in, in general, because some people listening, maybe you're not familiar with the NFFC scoring. Mm-hmm. You're talking about quarterbacks are always valued a little bit more in the NFFC because of the the six point passing touchdowns and also the the points per yardage are, are different than in some some leagues. So um, do you expect this year that some of the, the high, most highly rostered players, at least from the get go, are going to be some of these elite quarterbacks? Oh, absolutely. I think what we saw in the regular season, how important these guys were, the the Mahomes, the Allens, the Jalen Hurts, it's going to carry right over here into the postseason. And I think you see that huge gap between these elite quarterbacks here in the postseason compared to the bottom ones from a lot of these teams. Um, so nobody's really going to be using them. Everyone's going to want to, you know, ride these hot hands. And the best part about this contest this year, and it changes every year, is I think we all – you know, are, are in like a little bit of a limbo here about who's going to the Super Bowl and the, the teams that possibly can go to the Super Bowl have these big time quarterbacks minus the 49ers with Purdy. But, you know, I, I've heard over the last couple of days, you know, a lot of people are on this Bengals back to the Super Bowl train. So you're going to see a lot of Burrow in this contest. You're going to see a lot of Allen, a lot of Mahomes. So in past years, there was just two or three teams everybody felt could go to the Super Bowl, and it was loaded up on that particular quarterback, uh, such as a Mahomes last year, you know? And then that didn't happen, and the guys with Burrow and the Bengals stacks were successful in this contest. So, yeah, I I think the quarterbacks, um, the elite ones you're going to see, 
you know, be the highest percentage owns here right off the gate. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I think it's like you said, it's interesting because last year you had a pretty clear cut uh, love of, of Allen and Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And this year, I do agree with you. I think it's going to be Burrow. Those three AFC quarterbacks really, really stand out. Uh, whereas you have the arguably the NFC favorite. A lot of teams are not really going to be uh, banging the drum for, for Purdy, you know, trying to forex forex Purdy. So it's it's pretty interesting. Dan, Chris brought up an interesting point about you know, trying to plan on those Super Bowl teams. When you're doing postseason contests in general, do you try to work backwards? Do you think that's your best strategy is working backwards from the Super Bowl? Yeah, I really do because what you're what you're looking to do is you're you're looking to have a kind of a cohesive story throughout the playoffs. Uh, you know, where every move that you make makes sense within that story. Uh, you know, so you want to, I, I mean, you can you can do your brackets any way you want. You can say, I think these two are going to be the Super Bowl teams and how are they going to get there and work your way backwards. Or you can wait, work your way forwards on the brackets, you know, and just say, okay, well, I think in, in uh, week one, I think these are going to be the winning teams. These are going to be the losing teams and go on to the next bracket. Uh, like that, which is the way I tend to like to do it. But then when I'm selecting players from those teams, I'm working backwards from the Super Bowl, if that makes sense. So, you know, I, I, I first work my way through the brackets, figure out what my playoff scenario is, and then I start working backwards. You know, which players do I want to have in there, especially with this contest where you've got, you know, the chance to have uh, two players at a 4X multiple, right? Uh, so you, you, you want to do that. And, you know, like you might think, you know, you might look at, uh, well, you know, what happens if uh, Eckler is playing against the Jaguars and you think he's going to go on to, you know, for some reason you want to say they're going to be a Charger Super Bowl. Uh, You know, you might think he's a good play against uh, the Jaguars, but is that the play you want to make given who you want to have forexed in the Super Bowl? You know, so. That's that's a very, very interesting one. And that was one of the questions that I had. I think that's a great way to start this off is we have a couple of teams who are clear dogs this weekend um, that really most likely are not going to survive the weekend. Seattle is close to a 10-point underdog against the, the San Francisco 49ers. Miami, despite their close games against Buffalo this season, is now looking like an overwhelming dog uh, against Buffalo. Um, both teams are probably not going to survive how do you approach these teams guys are you looking to are you looking to use maybe a a defense or are you trying to find that the number one guy that you think is going to just score bank those points and kind of move on when it comes to these losing teams well for me it's interesting you know i think the the first thing we think of when we think of like miami or seattle this week is like all right those are the two teams i'm going to fade and not use anybody from, and that's it. But I think the most important aspect of this contest that people overlook, and, and you know, it's interesting to me, I say this every year, is when you set up your team and your brackets and everything, and you put in your, just say, uh, the four wide receivers and the flex spot, you could put them all in, um, you know, really nice, nicely, but... The only thing I could use from these two teams is if I want to use one of these receivers, let's just throw out a, an example, Tyreek Hill. Okay. Now, do I think Tyreek Hill is getting to the second week? Absolutely not. But if I think he's in a position where he can get one good game out of him and then open up a spot in my wide receiver uh, flex spot for the second week, 
so I can then start hooking up my combinations. That's the most important thing in this contest to me that people overlook. Okay, I don't want the second week to come around and all four of all four receivers in my flex spot are still tied up. And then I look up top and I have Jalen Hurts as my quarterback. And then I'm going, oh, God, I can't get A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith in here, you know, in the second week to start building out my Super Bowl run if I'm on the Eagles or any team to go forward. That goes for, you know, we could go straight down the list. So you kind of don't want to put in your best lineup right off the bat. You want to take some points, open up spots to guarantee yourself the combinations as you go along. But so let's let's go back. Uh, you know, a quick point. If let's say you put Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. in at wide receiver, and your your plan is okay, I'm going to take him out. You know, or he's going to be knocked out before round two, right? Then let's say that somehow, some miracle, Miami ends up winning. Now you still got Tyreek in there. Do yeah. you have the option to still take Tyreek out of your lineup and forget about the, the 2X multiplier? Or are you stuck with him until he loses? You're stuck with him. There's no taking out your multipliers. Uh, you know, uh, Dan, I, I'm completely against that. You and, and it's an option, right? But this is part of the contest and the strategy is – we have to plan out our brackets. It's the first right. thing I think we all do is sit down and go, all right, I, I like this team over this team opening week. And then the second week, I know the matchups. And, and you plan it all out in your brain, and you need it to go pretty much according to plan to win this contest or to, to be in the running for it. Um, the, the Tyree Kill thing, though, if he makes it to the second week, yeah, you're stuck with the 2X multiplier. Right. Um, and but that's it. And could, that's just what it is. You could still take him out of your lineup. If you said, you know what? Oh, yeah. Not, I don't care about yeah. the two week, the, the 2X yes. multiplier. I want to get AJ Brown in there instead. So you could still you do totally that. totally can. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, just to just trying to clear that up for our, sure. our listeners so that they yeah. understand, you know, they, they do have complete ability to swap in and out. Uh, but, you know, whether it's smart or not, that's that's another question. And, right. I, and, and I think just to kind of piggyback real quick on what Chris was saying, you know, the the ones that matter is there's going to be there's going to be six players coming out of round one that you're going to carry over into round two, um, you know, and, and not any more than that because you can only have one player per team. There's only going to be six winners this week. So picking picking those teams that you're going to have, you know, you need to pick the six winners right and then pick the right players from those teams. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything else you have complete freedom on, you know, so it's not like some other contests where, um, you know, hard fades and soft fades matter a little bit more. You know, you can you can use a wide receiver from a, a team you think has no shot of advancing, like Miami, right. for example. You know, right. whereas in a you know some other contests that would be a bad idea. So, yeah, I think really the one of the easier strategies um, kind of presented to us is kind of by Vegas this year, where you have multiple big favorites. Those are the kind of teams you want to dive into. Um, and guys that you really think are gonna gonna last a week, we rarely have you know this many games where, with six points or points or more favorites. So um, I think that's interesting. Now we did talk about the teams that we know are going to lose. Um, right now we have uh, one of the most one of the most interesting things to me will be um, Mahomes. How how many teams just put Mahomes in in the four X week one? I think it's going to be a lot. Um, and I think there's a lot of people that are going into this this tournament um, thinking, you know, I need Mahomes to potentially win it. 
Uh, the Kansas City, I think, makes the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm not sure we'll get Chris's pick later, um, but Mike Mike Shope and Dan and I kind of shared our Super Bowl predictions the other day, and I think Kansas City going to the Super Bowl. W- what is your approach to the top-seeded teams and how you would approach the, the 4X multiplier for the teams with buys? Uh, it doesn't change, guys. Uh, I know that come week two, I'm getting Mahomes times two. So if that, just like you said, Theo, if that's your Super Bowl pick and you feel Mahomes is the way to go, um, and if you think they're going to the Super Bowl, you're going to want Mahomes. Uh, a lot of people are going to split it up. A lot of people have multiple entries in this contest. They're going to want to start off the contest with Kelsey maybe. Uh, that's an option. See, I think that's a big part of this year's contest is – there's so many of these elite teams that are split up um, that have great options. You know, uh, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Joe Burrow with Chase, Mahomes with Kelsey. You could start off. You're leaving somebody off. You want to have that second week where you could get those whatever one you took of those teams back in the back in the fold to open it up there. So, uh, yeah, Mahomes, I, I think he'll be very highly owned, Theo, if people are thinking along with you. Um, with the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl, but if that's my um, if that's my uh, Super Bowl pick, then I don't care about not having him in Week One. Uh, you know, a lot of us want the four uh, a quarterback that's playing right in the opening week that we think could get to the Super Bowl. But if if Chiefs are my pick, Eagles are my pick. Just say then I'm putting Hurts in and I'm putting Mahomes in. Dan, your thoughts on uh, on Kansas City in terms of Mahomes versus, you know, potentially pivoting. And JD, welcome into the district. Thanks for having me, boys. Thanks for can you guys hear me now? Yes, we can hear you. I, I couldn't miss a double header, man. We got two huge shows today. Of course, I, I go to sign on. Surprise, you guys. I was supposed to miss the show and no sound. And I couldn't miss Chris again. I think I missed him last time. You so did. Buddy, you did, JD. I, I love having you on, man. Every time I miss you, I, I regret it. So I'm, I'm glad you're on today. I'm pumped to, nice. to hear what you guys have to say about this tournament. Let's win some money, boys. Absolutely. No doubt. Yeah. So if if you get Mahomes, you know, basically in the first round, if, if, if you have both Mahomes and Hurts as your Super Bowl quarterbacks, then you just want to take the two highest scoring quarterbacks from the first round because you're going to replace them, uh, you know, and, and start getting your multipliers on Mahomes and Hurts right away uh, in round two. But if you only have one of Mahomes or Hurts making the Super Bowl, then you know you want to pick whatever quarterback you think is going to oppose them as one of your quarterbacks for sure. The other one then would be whoever you think can come up with the highest score for you. I think that the other thing with this contest is, yeah, we're talking so much about quarterbacks here, but the other really um... – you know, popular pick to make the Super Bowl in the NFC is going to be the 49ers. And I don't think that anybody's going to really be on Brock Purdy. So this is a unique year where it's like, all right, it's either you pretty much have the Eagles or the 49ers coming out of the NFC, right? Uh, You know, sure, there'll be some guys that sprinkle in, you know, a shot on Dallas to make it. And, And I don't really see much love on any of the other NFC teams to make the Super Bowl this year. So it comes down to the Eagles and the Niners. And this is one of those unique years where it's like, hey, I don't want the quarterback uh, as a 4X from a team that I think can make the Super Bowl. So unlike all the other teams that we're talking about that can make the Super Bowl with the the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bengals, and and the Eagles. So that's the unique part of this uh, contest this year. No, for sure. Um, And you guys, we talk about pivots. We often talk about pivots um, and being contrarian in these kind of contests. Do you think that it's a 
there's what's the fine balance between kind of getting cute and maybe not taking the kind of chalk that you 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 really need versus being contrarian guys i mean it's a fine it's a fine line It is, but there's certain teams right off the bat here that they could be one and done, and you want to get the right player at points out of that game. And I'll stare right at uh, the L.A. Chargers here, like you just said, Theo, with Eckler. Now, I think Eckler is going to be very chalky uh, as the Charger representative in this contest. But in a game like this versus the Jaguars with a Mike Williams questionable, we could see Keenan Allen hang a 30. And if you go that Keenan Allen route in week one, you get his 25, 30 points and they somehow lose and you get to replace him. And Eckler has an average game, 13, 14 points. That's a big leg up right there. So those are the contrarian plays I'm looking at right off the bat. You know, uh, the guys that you expect to be 75 percent or higher owned that you can make one little switch. And for one game, you can get out score. You can make that call and get an outscored, uh, you know, Eckler with that. Dallas, same thing. You know, I could see Dallas losing to Tampa uh, on Monday night or vice versa. That's going to be the big game, I think, this opening week that everyone's like, it's a toss-up. We have some teams that we expect to definitely move on, but that Charger-Jaguar game and the Viking-Giant game and the Dallas-Tampa game, those are the three games that we need to make the right calls on, I think, in this contest to have the most success going forward. So, Godwin Evans, you make the right call there if, if you're slotting those guys in. Big leg up. And, uh, you know, with Dallas, we could go any which way in Dallas. You could go Lamb, I think, will be mostly the highest represented uh, cowboy there. But if you switch to a Pollard uh, or Zeke, just say, in the backfield, and they have that two-touchdown game on the ground, that's big as well. And, and, and it's interesting, this contest this week with um, running backs. And that's why the NFFC actually switched the rules in this contest uh, a couple years back. It used to be four running backs and four receivers. And now they dropped one running back because the running back positions drying out, uh, especially when the playoffs hit. And uh, they dropped it down to three running backs and four receivers and a flex. So you could possibly go five receivers with three running backs. Stick with what Chris mentioned. Chris mentioned these, these tight, tight games. We really need to nail this weekend, Dan. One of those teams that has a very tight line is, is your Minnesota Vikings against the New York Giants. It's going to be a great game. Which way do you think the the percentages are going to go in terms of, like, is Justin Jefferson going to be one of the chalkiest guys all weekend long? Is there potential – you have to weigh – how are you weighing Justin Jefferson baking the points versus potentially being contrarian? Yeah, so if I, if I think that the – the Giants are going to win, then I'm a lot more likely to go contrarian on that one. Um, you know, just because I, I think there are a couple other ways you could play it. You could play it through Hawkinson. You could play it through uh, uh, Dalvin Cook. I mean, you know, Dalvin Cook has gotten some decent scores even in losses. So, uh, you know, if, if you're going into it with the idea that, you know, hey, the Vikings are going to lose, and um, I think that there's a chance that, the, you know, the way the Giants – when is they're going to say Justin Jefferson is absolutely not beating us and we don't care who else does. Um, you know, if the, if that's the way that you see that matchup, then you have to take somebody other than Jefferson. And, you know, that's how you kind of differentiate yourself. Um, it's you hard know. for me to stay away from Jefferson in that game just because yeah. I think the line is the slight favorite. So if Minnesota wins and I could potentially have a 2X Jefferson, it's kind of like a double-edged sword where – 
the only way I see Minnesota win, I think it's going to be a difficult game for Minnesota. You predicted a one-point loss for the Vikings to be self-deprecating as a Vikings uh, fan. <laughs> I predicted a, a one-point win for the Vikings. Um, I'm hoping, hoping the Giants have a cover, but I do think Minnesota wins by a point. So either way, both of us are kind of on a close game there. Uh, it's actually the highest, uh, the highest over-under, which is surprising with 48. So it no, for sure, it. for sure. I think that's a great point, JD, and that's you know Chris brought up brought up like Danny Dimes using him as contrarian play, um, you know, trying to get those quarterback points even for a team that's that's been that's been eliminated. But I do think Jefferson's kind of a double-edged sword because I don't want to leave those Jeff. Let's say it's a it, the only way that they hang in, I think, is Jefferson has a game, not necessarily the greatest game of the year, but I think he's going to hang a twenty-pointer. So right. it's hard for me to kind of leave the 20 points on the board where I'm going against all these teams that are going to have a 2x Jefferson in week two. So that's kind of a, a really tough one. Kind of stick with the with the Giants here, Chris. Uh, do you see a lot of love for Saquon this weekend? Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I'm having a oh, little oh, uh, yeah, connection yeah, problem yeah. the last couple yeah. of minutes. But uh, yeah. you're good. I, I, I heard you. I, you got me now? Yeah, yeah you got cut out for a couple yeah. of minutes there. Theo, what'd you say? Uh, Saquon? Well, Saquon, basically your thoughts on how is how do you think the field is going to approach Saquon? You mentioned Danny Dimes, a potential tr- sneaky play this weekend. How do you see people approaching Saquon? Freezing Dan, up. Why, don't you take, why don't you take this yep. one while we wait for Chris? Yeah, okay. All right. So, yeah, I think there's a couple different ways you play it. And again, I think it kind of depends on if, if you think the Giants are going to win, then probably Saquon is your play. Um, if if you think that the Giants are going to lose, then that opens it up to doing some different things a little bit, you know. So, you know, I, I tend to just kind of in all these uh, situations, um, you know, the team that's going to lose, I'm I'm looking to get a little bit more off the chalk. Not every time, but you know, at least a couple times, I want to get off the chalk because that's how you're going to differentiate yourself from other. Do you have teams a preference with position, kind of like- Dan? Do you have a preference preference with position? The reason I ask is I don't know if you guys remember, but um, tonight we have uh, Daigle on, and he talked about last year the the teams that w- were the possible surprises in the first round and could give you those two surprise rounds. That running back was key to to get that, especially the workhorses getting the twenty plus touches. Uh, maybe Chris as well. Like, is that? Do you have a, a position that you like to start with for those tight games, or are you just going like Dan is talking about, staying away from the chalk? No, I, I, just to touch on the Saquon. Yeah, I, I in this contest, I can't see using any other giant in this game, and uh, Saquon's locked in. And I think when you look at this contest, the running back position, there's really only four or five guys that opening week you can use. And more importantly is if these guys get eliminated um, right off the bat, just say a Saquon or uh, an ETN uh, or an Eckler, either way in this game, who's coming in to replace these guys the second week? You know, all these big teams, the the Chiefs, the the, the Bills, uh, even the Eagles, like we're, we're, it's going to be really interesting to see who's getting replaced with these uh, in the running back slots. Uh, I'm glad they uh, took one spot uh, one spot away uh, of these running backs in this contest because it's going to be really difficult to see. Uh, you know, you might throw out Mixon to me, but I don't think any of us want to use Mixon right off the bat, especially in this game versus the Ravens, uh, you know, especially when you have Burrow, Chase, and Higgins uh, available to you. 
So, um, no, I'm not going. I'm not fading that running back spot uh, too much, JD. To answer your question, stick with the running back spot. Etn, how do we see people approaching the Jacksonville Jaguars? There's Dan and I each picked the Jaguars to win this game. I think it'll be very close, Chris. I'm not sure who who do you have winning Chargers Jacksonville. I love the Chargers in this game. So Chris, so I'm opposite you guys. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, Chris. I've changed the last couple of days. I think mm-hmm. so too. I think they're going to surprise people. Yeah, so, I just see the Jag. I'm sorry. I, I just see the Jaguars as a team that they they won the division. They're not ready to win a playoff game yet. I think Herbert is that elite quarterback that's ready to win a playoff game with a lot of veterans, a Derwin James, a Keenan Allen. These guys have been there. I think they're ready to to come into the playoffs here and win a game. So do you go? Do you, sorry, Chris. So would you, I'm sorry, JD. No, um, I was just going to ask, I was just going to ask, like, would you, would you lean more to like a Zay Jones maybe off of Jacksonville if you think they're going to lose and you want kind of that one week flyer or are you just complete fade on them? Uh, no, uh, I could use whether it's Zay Jones or Christian Kirk, if I'm playing that route of, um, you know, wanting to get a one and done player in uh, from that team and get them out. It's going to be tough though, JD, because there's so many great wide receivers slash tight ends that you want to get in right from the start here. I'll say this uh, strategy wise. And I wanted to say this earlier guys, but the most, one of the most important things in this contest here is besides opening up your, uh, uh, your lineup for stacking is you might say, well, how are you going to do that? Just like Dan said earlier with Tyreek Hill, what happens if he wins? The only way to do this and create your stacks is to put two guys in at the receiver position playing in the same game, okay? That'll guarantee you the points from both of them and one of them's out after the first week. So then you could start bringing in your, whether it's Chase to to stack with a Burrow or Kelsey to stack with Mahomes. So if I was doing that, if I was putting in Keenan Allen, JD, in one of my receiver spots, spots, I would stick in a Christian Kirk as a Jacksonville representative so I know I'm opening up, uh, you know, uh, a pathway for stacking. And you're hoping it's a high-scoring game between the two, too, as well. So exactly, yeah. exactly. So, fellas, Mike Mike Sanders in the chat, a friend of ours, been on the district before, and a league mate of Chris and Chris and mine. Mike brings up team kicker, <laughs> team kicker, and team defense are are interesting because you do need to fill those slots, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes that kind of tricks people up a little bit. What are what is your way to approaching kicker and defense? Start with maybe Dan or Chris on this one. Yeah, so for me, I mean, I I'm probably least interested in getting my kicker and my defense right. Um, you know, I would you don't necessarily want to carry a defense or a kicker to the second week uh, unless you think they're going to score really well both the first and second week. Uh, for some reason. And, you know, because otherwise, you, you know, what you're, what you're giving up is you're giving up a wide receiver or a running back uh, that you could be bringing across instead. Yeah, 100%, Dan. Uh, that's the last thing I do. You don't want your kicker or your defense to keep advancing. And at the same time, you're eating up. If you use a kicker or a D, you know, just say like San Francisco. We all want that San Francisco defense in this week, right, to score a lot of points or just say a Buffalo defense to score a lot of points. But what do you do? You, you're not doing it at the expense of an Allen or Diggs or, or Kittle or, or McCaffrey. I mean, so 
For me, I think one of the most chalkiest players in this contest will be the Ravens kicker with Tucker. You know, you're getting, a, yeah. you're getting yeah. a great kicker. Nobody expects them to win. We just saw it the, the, this past week. You could see Justin Ticker, uh, Tucker in this game kick two or three field goals, give me the points, and get out of here. And then we start over again at the kicker position. But uh, I think he'll be 90% owned in, in this contest. And add, add that to the most recognizable name. You know, so it's it's, sure. it's kind of an easy yeah. go-to. I was going to suggest Justin Tucker as our kicker tonight, but now I'm definitely. <laughs> uh, I want to I want to quickly touch on, you know, we have we have the tight end whisperer as always, Dan Williamson in the goat district. Tight end is kind of devalued based on the, the options to pivot to wide receiver, and I think that the the most NFFC players tend to be wide receiver drafters in general. Uh, do you think that the tight end position creates uh, contrarian plays for you? Um, maybe start with, with Chris on this one. Is, is it something to be careful about or is it something you want to dive into? Uh, no, I mean, it's definitely a way to be contrarian. We have some great tight ends in this contest this year. You know, like Dan said earlier, Hawkinson's a great pivot. Uh, Dallas Goddard is a, is a, is a pick. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of outs, but on these teams with these great tight ends, there's you know, big time players, you know, you're going to give up Hawkinson at the expense of a Jefferson. You're going to give up Kittle and at the expense of a, a Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you know, so if you're playing multiple entries, yeah, people are going to get a little, um, you know, they're, they're going to go a different direction. You're going to see some of these names. They're all going to be less than 5% owned. But if Hawkinson drops that eight for 113 and two touchdown game right off the bat and gets eliminated. Well, now you got a leg up on the teams, all the, the, the chalk of Justin Jefferson teams. Yeah. Dan, you brought up Hawkinson as a pivot. Um, could Mark Andrews potentially be a, a pivot to the Justin Tucker chalk? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, uh, you know, and with, with every team, you've got certain decisions that you have to make, uh, you know, they're kind of inflection points and for, for Baltimore, uh, you know, I think it's basically you're going to do one of three things. You're either going to do um, Mark Andrews, you're going to do the kicker or defense, uh, or you're going to do a full fade. One of those three things. So you have to decide what's, you know, wh what do I think is the path to the most points between those three? So we're, we're reaching almost 40 minutes in, and I want to do take time with our entry um, to really take some time to put this together right. So the other night we had Mike Shope on, and Mike Shope revealed his – you can take it as far back as you want. You want to predict this weekend's games too, Chris, but we want to get your Super Bowl predictions, your AFC Championship, NFC Championship. Uh, maybe you want to put those ones out there. Uh, so I was all in on the, uh, the Bills last year, and I got disappointed in that game uh, versus the Chiefs, and I'm coming right back to them this year from the start, from this summer. Uh, and I'm riding the Bills bandwagon all the way again this year. And I love the fact that right off the bat, uh, they're playing this opening week. And then they don't have to go into Kansas City if they make it that far. Uh, it's a it's a neutral game. So it'll be in a neutral field. So I think this is the year, everything surrounding the team. I think they make it to the Super Bowl. I think they meet up with uh, the Philadelphia Eagles in that Super Bowl um, so that's my uh, Super Bowl prediction. I think the the bang uh, the Bengals will win this week, get beat by Buffalo in the second round, 
the Chiefs will beat the Chargers in the second round, setting up that Bills-Chiefs rematch in the AFC Championship. And like I said, the Bills going. Uh, NFC, real quick, uh, I think the Vikings take care of the Giants, my Giants. I know everybody's on the Giants this uh, weekend, it seems. I'm going the opposite way. I got the Vikings winning that game. I have Dallas beating Tampa and uh, the Niners beating San, uh, the Niners beating Minnesota second week. San Francisco in Philadelphia for the championship game and Philadelphia getting to the Super Bowl. Awesome. You, sorry, Theo, let me just let me just ask Chris, do you start with your bracket first, Chris, before yes. you start your lineup? Okay. I do, yeah. Okay. And JD, let's get your Super Bowl prediction because you weren't on with Mike the other day before we start filling out this thing. Yeah, my, my Super Bowl predictions from early in the season suck this time of year because they're the most popular ones. So Cincinnati uh, 49ers were, were basically my two teams uh, going to the bowl. So I'm going to have to either mix it up with the players I put in or the way I do my brackets or just – change my my uh my super bowl but right I, I still like those two teams uh to go to the end and then of course kc or, or buffalo or the other afc uh monsters and yeah. Yeah, guys just real quick theo i'm sorry just real quick yeah. i know we're talking about being contrarian here and everything but i think this is the the for, uh, first playoff year in a long time that in this contest i don't know how contrarian you need to be just because i think a lot of players have so many different opinions on who's going to the Super Bowl and that's going to create average uh, ownership. You know, it's not uh, like last year when, like you said, everybody was on Mahomes out. We have Mahomes, uh, you know, uh, Allen and Burrow uh, going in the AFC and everybody seems to be kind of split between these three teams as well as the Niners and the Eagles and, and uh, Dallas in the NFC. So you're going to see so many different ownership uh, percentages split up between all those teams that I don't know how contrarian we really need to be. If you're all in on the bills, you're all in on the, the chiefs or whatever, just go that route. And, and I think you're going to be fighting up against a, a lesser percentage in this contest than we're used to seeing. And, and I think Chris, in these tournaments, the mistake is we, we try to galaxy brain too much trying to go, uh, you know, opposite of the chalk. And you look at the winning rosters last year, let's say in the FFPC, I see those rosters and I think like there's not much of a, you know, huge reach with regards to players that are on the team. A lot of those guys could have been considered chalk, but it's like a Rubik's cube, right? It's the combination mm -hmm. of, right. of those players that, that makes the magic happen. Right. Yeah. yeah. You, you gotta be, like we said, we gotta be perfect. And even if, yeah. if you want to take it to a DFS perspective or a best ball perspective, there's always going to be guys that, that every winning team is going to have. Because some the, there's a couple of chalk guys are always going to be the ones you need in your lineup. So, like we talked about, it's like a balance of trying to get contrarian versus getting cute, and you want to be you know a slightly contrarian, uh, so your entry does not look like everyone else's, but you also don't want to get so cute that it's that it's drawing dead you know from the word go. Um, That's why yeah. it's so important these this opening week to get the right to have the highest scoring player on these teams that could be one and done or whatever. Because as we go forward, everyone's going to have the, the Mahomes 4X, Kelsey 3X, uh, Allen 4X, Diggs 3X. Those points are going to stay the same. But if you can outscore, you know, uh, the, the teams behind you with a, a Pollard over a Lamb as your Dallas representative, when you look up in the final week, you know, you might that might be the difference right there. Right. That's a good point. So let's let's put this this together. Um, we have an entry right now that we're ready to put together with the 
the four of us. I, we're going to cut Andrew. Andrew, Andrew, if you're listening, don't worry. You're getting your taste. <laughs> but we are giving Chris his third, uh, JD. So, so we're, we're getting slightly less cut than our guests, but it's uh, it's still exciting. Guys, if that's um, a decision we get to make, uh, I'll be a happy guy. You know what I mean? Listen, we can we can pay we can we can pay Andrew how you see fit, guys. You know we can we can get him like a bunch of La Quinta gift cards or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the okay. La Quinta gift card. La Quinta. I'm sorry, guys. I, you know, mispronouncing it. Um, well, yeah, you're you're from New York. You're allowed. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm Americanizing it a bit. So, so, guys, what are we doing here from the start? Let's. Uh, why don't we have our guest go with go with the first uh, first QB pick here? Who would you want to go with here, Chris? Uh, are we going to do this as a contrarian uh, type of roster, or how we how are we going to play this out, boys? We're, we're, just so we're, I know. We are looking roster, to win this. The winning roster. Yeah, we we want the winning roster. So we're we're, we're going with uh, with guys you feel confident in. Uh, well, let's start with Josh Allen. Boom, done. All right, so we got Josh Allen in at quarterback. All right. Now, which one do we want to go QB two here, Dan? This is this is interesting because Chris brings up a guy that we think might lose this weekend, but kind of bank his points so we can get Hurts in for next week. Um. If we want to go super contrarian, I like that Danny Dimes idea, because like because of the Saquon chalk. Yeah, I think you can go Dimes there. Um, you know, if you, <clears throat> yeah, I guess, and, and I guess if you think that uh, that Hurts has got to be on the other side, um, you're not going to want to take an NFC quarterback that you think is going to advance necessarily. Yeah. Um, because it's just guys, this matter. does get blown up. This strategy, you know, and I've thought about it a hundred different ways this contest, but this strategy does get blown up if the Giants beat the Vikings, just so we're clear on this. Right. You don't want Danny Dimes week two. And if, if your Super Bowl plan is the Bills and the Eagles, you know, well, what I mean? I'll, I'll, I'll throw just one little more nugget on the, uh, the Vikings. I am switching over. I think the Vikings are going to win this game. Reason being is uh, I have scored some tickets to this game. Oh yeah, last, yeah. Last last time I was at a Vikings playoff game was the uh, the Minnesota Miracle. It happened right in front of me, so That's awesome. um, I've got I've got nearly identical seats this year. Get the mortgage on the Vikings this weekend. Yep. Vikings money line for, for Dan in the house. Uh, just one thing. One thing, Dan and Chris, we didn't go over before we lock in QB two. Last year, like like Mike Leone, you did the pod with him. Leone had a Josh Allen. Uh, Mahomes build, and I think a lot of people went with that particular build, thinking I'm going to get at least one. Chris, is there something to be said with going uh, two AFC QBs? I, I, Theo, I, I don't uh, advise it. Uh, if he went with a Mahomes and Allen again this year, just like that, you know, you're, you're dropping off. That means you're going to have a one X Super Bowl. If these two meet, uh, if these oh, two yeah. meet up in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, one of them's going to the Super Bowl. The other one is out in the AFC Championship game. You got to start over at one X. Uh, I'd rather build up my quarterbacks and have them meet up in the Super Bowl. Right. So realistically, we're looking at an NFC quarterback here, and I think yeah. either you know, I think it's probably either Cousins or Jones, depending on who you think is going to win this game. Uh, since it's most likely to be the highest scoring, and there there are players we probably want to use over Cousins on Minnesota, right? Uh, yeah, you know, eliminate so that... Jefferson and Hawkinson. If we do that, I, I'd rather eliminate Saquon than, than eliminate one of those two. 
Right. And like you said, I think Saquon's going to be so, so chalky. There's but this is our chance to be a little contrarian as well. So could, could also go Tom Brady. That would be another way to. Is Dak is Dak not an option, or is it just because you you? No, I think Dak's an option. But if you if you think Dallas is moving forward, then you probably want to have somebody different than Dak. I'll say I'll say the Brady option. I'll say the Brady option. I don't love just because that means that we'll probably if they did somehow win this game versus Dallas on Monday, and it's fifty fifty. Just say then we're gonna. He's most likely going to Philadelphia uh, that second week. And now I got Brady in Philadelphia out in the cold, and uh, I can't see him having more than a, a 15, 20-point game. There's no – I don't see an upside in, in that matchup. And then I lose my quarterback after two weeks, and he bombs in week two, and uh, I'm behind the eight ball in, in that one. Bucks would get, right. would get absolute boat race in Philadelphia, and we would potentially have a, a such a low score. I yeah. I want to vote. I put my vote in for Danny Dimes here, guys. I yeah, I, I, I yeah. I'm, I'm I'm with you guys after the talk. I, I agree. If you want, yeah, yeah. I like it. Nice and contrarian too. Danny Dimes will be less than five percent owned. So let's go that route and hope he's one and done. And Dan's uh, Vikings well, take but care. But of him. Danny Dimes win, wins 150 grand. That's a huge brag right there. <laughs> right. Well, I can, I can guarantee you, there's nothing. There's no more certain bet than the Vikings making an opposing quarterback look good. So, winner, uh, winner, lose. Dimes is going to get Daniel Jones is going to get his points this weekend, guys. I think that he's right. got that yeah. open floor baked in. Um, yeah. I think, like we all think, it's going to be a fun. Hey, he won Pat. Game. He won Pat two million dollars, man. He can win us one hundred fifty thousand. One hundred percent. Keep it. Keep it going, Daniel Jones. Keep it going, Daniel Jones. <laughs> uh, so let's go running back. I think that there's one low hanging fruit here. We Eckler or CMC, right, guys? Unless you want to go with Chris's Keenan Allen uh, pivot. I mean, getting the Eckler points win I like or Eckler. lose. Guy's going to drop 25 points. I, I think CMC and Eckler are both going to find their way into this particular team here now that Barkley's out. Yeah. Right. I think those are the two goals, go to. All right. Let's, let's, let's tentatively put both of those in. So we got. So now RB3 is interesting, guys. Right. So it we've is. got we've got one guy from NFC. We've got one guy from the AFC. Is there a particular type that you're looking for here, Chris? As a, with what we've already put in, we've got two chalk chalk RBs. Yeah, uh, in this particular setup here, guys, um, I would like to uh, actually put an ETN uh, so we know that we have an ETN versus Eckler at a running back spot here. One of them is going to be bounced, and plus, I, I like both uh, running backs in this particular matchups against each other. Uh, I think they both can go for twenty plus. Theo's really I working hard. I don't really see right now. Are, are well, you... No, my, my so I was going to say I, I love Chris's point, and and this is this is one hundred percent one of the why you're such a great guest for this, Chris. Because my my inclination was going to try to be Pollard just so we would get off the lamb chalk, but I think actually having the head to head Eckler ETN matchup guarantees us a two X with a guy that could drop another twenty five next week. And then we're, we do get do get to use the CD Lamb chalk, which might be, I mean, you're going to want that. I, I, it's hard to get get away from CD Lamb. So yeah. I like your your ETN call here, um, unless you guys see something else, uh, JD and Dan. My my question is on this: Is there, you know, is because of the the scarcity of running back, um, do we want to for sure knock one out this early? Like that, we know for sure is going to be gone in the out. first round. 
Um, well, Dan, to that question, I'll say who who can you see making it uh, past? Like, all right, so McKinnon? Barkley's in. Nah, we yeah. can't. We can't use McKinnon. That's a chief. Right. You know, we need. Right. We, we need. Yeah, we we we're gonna want a different chief. I feel like. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and, and yeah, we're we gonna run into some this week anyway. So I think you're looking at. I mean, you know, Dalvin Cook would be a. You know, if we wanted to galaxy brain it and get off of Jefferson, that would be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Tony Pollard would be a possibility. Um, you know, if we if we think it's a coin flip with. Um, with Tampa, another way to attack Tampa would be to go through Fournette, who has had some huge playoff games before. Um, you know, where you, you at least have that possibility uh, that you might might be able to, you know, two x all three of your running backs. I think what's going to happen in this particular team that we're building here is we're actually going to want to see. Uh, I think the way it's going to play out is Dallas and Tampa players. We're going to want to play in a wide receiver slash tight end spot together because we need to open up a spot to hook up with um, Josh Allen later to create a dig spot for next week. So like a Schultz. No, no, not, not Schultz, you know, let's get there. And then maybe, you know, you guys will. So you, you, you like ETN as a, you're, like you're okay with too. just, you know, we're going to lose a running back um, and have to replace in the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my uh, uh, The only option I would say is, like you said, Dan, Dalvin Cook uh, in that spot is is a decent option, other than just because if you want to be contrarian uh, against all the Jefferson ownership. But do we want to be it. contrarian with Jefferson, guys? I feel like I'd rather I have the Jefferson points. And yeah, I, I, I think we're – I agree. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's let's just go ahead. I mean, we've kind of decided we're going to put in Jefferson, so let's just yep. put him in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we can always come back to this running back spot after yeah. we see how we're going to put together the rest of our wide receivers. A- a- AJ Brown is becoming everybody's favorite contrarian play for some reason in Philly. <laughs> we, we <talk laughs> yeah, we have to wait till next week to play him here. But um, you know, the, the the other one I think that's that's kind of a slam dunk with the way that we're building our roster. Uh, you know, I, I think you're either going to want to go Jamar Chase or T Chase Higgins Higgins. in a wide receiver yeah. spot, right? Yep. Uh, we don't we don't want to use Mixon. We don't want to use a uh, a kicker defense, and we don't have room for a quarterback. And, and I think people are going to remember Higgins in the playoffs last year. As much as you guys know Higgins, Higgins is my boy, I think Chase might actually be the lower I'm, owned. I'm I, I'm I, I think Chase will be higher owned, but, I you know, I think there will be a lot of people trying to go you know, get off the chalk with Higgins. Throw, throw Chase in there then, no? Yeah, let's throw Chase in there. And that was the, the, the other night with Mike. I said that Chase is the guy I think I think he could solidify himself as the 102 in redraft just based on I think he's going to have a hell of a playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so we, we're, right now we have – we filled two wide receiver uh, slot, slots here and one of our, two of our flexes technically – all um, right, and then we want to go back to running back and just just lock well, in. Chris, Chris was talking yeah. about we wanted to get uh, we wanted to get Dallas and Tampa Dallas. in at the wide well, receiver spots. So, yeah, so, you know what, guys, we're going to run into a problem here. To be honest with you, now that I'm I'm planning it out over here uh, with that ETN pick, we might actually have to back up and sacrifice Jefferson for a Cook, or um, you know, uh, or, or stick in Pollard. Uh, you, See, that's what makes this contest so tough. You know, <laughs> so like, fun. just say, so fun. Here, here's my point. Here's what I'm saying, guys. Kelsey's going to have a spot here, right? Right. Yes. 
Kelsey's in, Jamar Chase is in, and we and we don't have an eagle, right? So AJ Brown's gonna have a spot, correct? Unless yeah, you yeah, to you're gonna. We're gonna, gonna put in. Is Sanders out of the question as the RB three? I, I can't see you. You can't, you can't yeah, put them in this week, JD. It's got to be teams that are playing this week. Oh, I see what you're saying. Sorry, guys. I, I, no, 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 no. That, yep. That's no. We we we're gonna need an eagle here. So plug in Dan. Plug in Kelsey just so we have that out of the way, since yeah. we all seem to want Kelsey in there. Yeah, we can't put we can't put Kelsey in this week though. No, no. He, why not? You because have to. Four four X him. Okay. So yeah, 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 all right. So you're just gonna take the zero here. Yeah, because we get two X uh, yeah. in week two. Okay. Yeah, we'll bank that zero. We'll pull so, right. so we're gonna bank the yeah. zero. Yep. So All does right. that mean we throw we throw Evans in there? Mm, I think Godwin, if you're looking for a Bucks wide receiver, but let's let's cover RB three here. Chris brought up Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Pollard's a nice way of playing it, uh, guys. We were on that that Lamb spot, but I think using Pollard fills RB three and kind of gets around uh, what Chris was talking about with using ETN. All right. Don't so have to com- don't have to convince us with Pollard. I don't think. I don't know about Chris, but no, Chris is on the Pollard train. No, I'm good. Okay, so we're gonna put in Pollard. Pollard. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so why don't we figure out Tampa Bay Buccaneer here, guys? Oh, I was going to look at that. Yeah, we the, could the... get kicker out of the way and use Matt Gay this week. Which which receiver do you think's most owned? Tampa. Godwin. Godwin. Yeah, Godwin, but. All right, do we want – okay, so we want to make sure that we have our six winners for this week, right, are going to be let's, – let's just write those down so we make sure that we have six winners that are all going forward for 2X. So we, see, we say uh, Josh Allen's going to be a winner. Uh, yep. McCaffrey's going to be a winner. Yep. Um, Pollard's going to be a winner. <laughs> well, what, Jefferson, we said for sure, will be a winner. Um, Chase will be a winner. And then we're thinking about um, who we got in as these Eckler three. would be a winner and possibly Pollard would be a winner. Yeah, that's the, the three receiver spots now that we have are what? Jefferson? Because I can't see it too well. Jefferson, yeah. Chase. Jefferson, Chase, and Kelsey. Okay, so let's put it this way. If Jefferson, who we believe, wins... Kelsey is already advanced, and Chase we expect to win. That's three spots, right? Right. So we the want somebody spot, from a losing team here. We need a spot from a losing team uh, in this lineup because we need to make sure we get digs in in week two to hook up with Josh Allen. Right. So we go Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill we think could Ooh. have the smash game. I like that. We get rid of the Dolphin, mm-hmm. and we bank Tyreek Hill knowing that we can – It's we can either a Hill or like a Lockett, you know? Uh, I I kind of like Lockett. I'll be honest. Like I said, either Lockett or Hill, I think, are the two choices here. Uh, I think it depends on how you think it, that first with, game goes. Yeah, it with, uh, with Skyler at quarterback, I think, um, you know, it's a little bit tougher for Tyreek. Not, not saying he can't get it done. He certainly can. Um, but... That's a My, tough call Buff, right there. Buff, Buffalo is pretty good against a pass, and um, if if San Francisco has a weakness, it's more they're a little bit more of a pass funnel than a run funnel. Yeah, so I would I would make it come down to Lockett or uh, Metcalf. Okay, 
So, so when, let's talk about Lockett versus Metcalf. Dan, you have the lean for Lockett. Christy, are you on the Lockett train, or you think this could be a DK game? It seems like a Lockett game. I, I'd, I think I'd lean towards Lockett in this game also. You know, I, is, I is that a, play from behind. Can't is run that on that a reason? Is that a reason to go DK? Because I feel like everybody's going to be on Lockett if they pick one of these receivers. No. Well, I think we'll be contrarian enough with yeah. that since we already yeah. have Daniel Jones, and not that. not a lot of people will will take the the zero in week one like we're going to do with Kelsey, Correct. which is you know that's also going to be kind of contrarian. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's take let's put Lockett in there. Yeah. Okay? Um. Why don't we figure out? Do you want to just get team defense out of the way here, guys? Uh, we don't have a Tampa Bay Buck, correct? In right now, we do not. So, so Tampa Bay Buck could be. Do you want to go kicker or defense and and do it that way? Uh, well, the options are what Baltimore, Baltimore, we, and Tampa. No, no, you're right. We, we have you're, Baltimore, yeah. Tampa, Jacksonville is still an option for us. I would go Tampa defense and Justin Tucker kicker. That would be my combination. Theo got his guy, got his Tucker. Hey, Tucker did did well this year. All right, so Tampa defense. Got to love Tucker. Dependable, yeah. yeah I mean, he's a legend. Right. He's a legend. Kick, mm-hmm. Kicker. Yep, it's got to be Tucker. It's got to be um, the Jags kicker Patterson, or it's mm-hmm. got to be uh, Miami kicker Sanders. It's also the the so lowest over good. under that that ball. Yeah, definitely not Miami kicker. That could be a zero because they're going to be chasing mm-hmm. touchdowns the whole game. Definitely. Could literally be a zero. Um, yeah, if we're gonna if we're not gonna use a jag at uh, our flex, then I would go with Tucker, and I think it's probably gonna be better. To, you know, unless we want to use like Mark Andrews or or get really Galaxy Blaine with uh, Isaiah Likely or J.K. Dobbins, um, then I think we're yeah. probably wanting to use a Jaguar. Yeah, I think a Jaguar is not gonna find their way into this particular uh, lineup, guys. You don't you don't think we'll use one for our flex because we still have a flex to fill. No, that's that's AJ Brown. We didn't we don't have an eagle. Oh, okay. That has to be AJ Brown. All right, sorry, I missed that. All right, so we're we're taking the zeros with uh, Kelsey and AJ Brown, and then for a kicker, I mean. Chris, you don't think Devonta Smith is is viable? Because I feel like oh, hundred percent he is, Dan. Yeah. Uh, Theo, hundred percent Devonta Smith is. You know, it, you that's want, a you great get contrarian more, play. Do you want to get more contrarian and go um, like Devonta could outscore him for the playoffs? It's kind of like easily the Jamar Chase okay. T Higgins last year, um, where T ended up overtaking him in the Super Bowl. It's easily. up to you guys. You know, I'm I'm Mr. AJ Brown, but I do feel like if you want to get like a little contrarian there with our eagle. You know, you'd have that stack where if it all works out right, you end up with Devonta Smith 4X, Jalen Hurts 3X, and then we'd have A.J. Brown 2X. Guys, there's no two better uh, contrarian plays than Devonta Smith over A.J. Brown in this contest or T. Higgins over Jamar Chase in in this contest. Because everybody, when you're setting up these lineups, those are your go-to guys. A.J. Brown as an eagle if you're not using Hurts and Jamar Chase if you're not using Burrow. But – there's good options on these particular two teams that can make runs to the Super Bowl, and there's no, there's nothing that says that T. Higgins can't have uh, two or three better uh, weeks than Jamar Chase in this uh, playoff season. And the same thing with Devonta Smith over AJ Brown. So, if you're going to be a little different, those are the two options to go with. Okay, so I think we go with Justin so, Tucker. As let's a, let's let's, let's think about that kicker just a little bit more, though. All right, so. 
Odds the Ravens advance versus odds the Jags advance. Who, who, who is more likely to advance? Jags. My Jags, Jags, right? Yeah, definitely. Jags. Just look at the spread. Yeah. Who, who, who is more likely to score points this week? Ravens or Jags? Yeah, Probably Jags, Jags right? Jags. That's, I, I think we go Jags Jacksonville for right kicker now. here, guys. Let, let, let them cook, yeah. Dan, it's a great, it is a great uh, way to look at that, honestly. And then if so they don't, don't advance, don't. you've got your kicker 2x in there that you don't have to worry about. And the opportunity cost isn't that huge with, with taking that Jacksonville kicker. Right. Right. Okay, so so we I like this team just so everybody listening, since they can't see it, our team is now Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, with the thought that next week we pivoted to Jalen Hurts. Correct. Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey, Tyler Lockett, Devonta Smith, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, team kicker and the Tampa Bay Bucks team defense. We are not using a Baltimore Raven, and we are not using a Miami Dolphin. Yeah, that is correct. I yeah, like I like it. the way like that it. looks. And yeah. you set yourself up with outs. Each, you know, you, you created paths to everything we need here. As long as, um, you know, as long as the Seahawks don't upset the 49ers, then we're good to build this team out, as, and the, as well as the Giants uh, don't, beat the Vikings. Those are the two keys for this team's uh, structure as we go forward. And if that happens, we get 35 points out of Tyler Lockett and we get that 2x on him this week. So we're running pure either way, Chris. (laughs) I like the way it sounds, Theo. 100%. All right. So so if somebody's never done the NFFC playoff challenge, make sure you're going in after each round to to make the adjustments and, you know, add the guys and swap them out and do all that. Because if you're used to a playoff challenge where you just let it ride like a best ball, you're gonna you're gonna be disappointed. That'd be a tough way to leave money on the table, guys. Be number one after week one, and then not going <laughs> down. And but if it happens, you know, send us a screenshot. You know <laughs> when it happens the most is after the AFC and NFC championship game. There's that two weeks lull, and and I remember there was a year where it was like two days before the Super Bowl, and I said, "Oh my God, I forgot to go in and put my lineups uh, back together again for the Super Bowl." So do it right after the AFC and NFC championship game, so you don't forget over that two week uh, lull. And, and, and I think we got, uh, you know, with, with that, I think we've got a couple of uh, three, uh, you know, just real shorty Goat District episodes, 10 minutes or so, where we, uh, we get together with Chris and, and uh, we put in our players for the, you know, next week. Yeah, we have a week. We're definitely we gotta we gotta run it back. <laughs> if we get if we have a, if, you don't, if you don't see us, our team stunk. <laughs> you need Josh Allen lost or something like that. Yeah, that that, that means I'm just I'm, I'm I'm lobbing in people and nobody cares. So, a hundred percent, hundred. No, but I like it. I like this. It's very. It is contrarian. Uh, there'll be a lot of uh, ownerships here that are very low owned, and uh, I still think it's a team that. Can make a run here, so Pollard will be the key. If Pollard has a nice game, this uh, this team will look nice going forward. And he's had some huge games this year, right? So, mm-hmm. hearkening back to draft season, Andrew, uh, upon looking at this team, would say TTF. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm sure we'll. I'm sure we'll have a, a uh, you know some some saucier language tonight. We got a big one tonight. Um, if you guys like this one with Chris. Uh, tune in later. We're going to do the same thing for the FFPC contest. John Daigle joined us last year for the FFPC contest show. Um, we're excited to run it back. Andrew's going to be in the house. We're going to have a full GOAT district. Um, but this was awesome today, Chris. Uh, wh- when are you guys reporting again, you and Nando? 
Uh, you know what? We're, we're done for the season. We went through the regular season and, uh, and now, uh, it's the off season, uh, for us. So <laughs> we'll be back, uh, next, uh, late July, uh, to, to kick off fantasy season. And, uh, once again, nice. We're looking forward to it, man. And are you, are you doing some high stakes baseball or just for fun? Yeah, uh, I'll be doing, uh, I'll be dipping my toe in the baseball uh, world of fantasy NFBC this year to get my butt handed to me, I'm sure. But you know what? It passes the time uh, until we get uh, going uh, with fantasy football. Uh, those uh, those winter months, uh, baseball gets me through sometimes. 100%. 100%. Thanks a lot, Chris. I love Chris. doing it, man. Yeah. We, yeah, we love, we love having you on, man. We, we, we always get excited when you're coming on, especially for the playoff challenge. Guys, make sure you stick around tonight. And if you're not signing up for both these tournaments, you're missing out. They're going to play with two different parts of your brain. Your brain. They, they, there's different aspects to them like we discussed today. I think us just going through the process and hearing how Chris thinks through some of these decisions is really going to help you guys. And tonight we have another huge monster guest with John Daigle coming in uh, to help us from 4 for 4 football. So we got a lot to help you guys get that edge in these big money tournaments. Hopefully, if we don't win it, one of you guys wins it. But make sure you stick with us tonight, 9 o'clock. Yeah, keep killing it, guys. You guys are doing great jobs every week, man. Love the shows. Don't miss any of them. And I know uh, I speak for the whole fantasy uh, football industry, all the high-stakes guys. Uh, we love tuning in every week to you guys. So keep killing it. Appreciate Thank it, you, man. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate that. Have a good day, guys. Enjoy your yeah. afternoons. Got it. You know the Pope listens Dynasty our religion For the blokes missing On all of these trades On all of these plays On all of these grades By the end of the day Y'all getting played So what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex Send the homie a text That trash offers the best You try to make it complex Then they text you back Now all of a sudden They don't make any sense <laughs> Broaden your horizons boy Dynasty's not for the Simons boy these trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T district, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the... And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be trading. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Bait them. Fish. It's a lot of fun, fellas. Oh, it's it's going to be really annoying when we have to 